what's good, everybody, and welcome back. This is the Wrestling Takeover Podcast. What's popping, y'all? This is your host, Jordan Turner, and I'm here for February 19th, 2021, talking about the hottest and juiciest wrestling topics, and this is number 17. WWE, AEW are going to be the topics of discussion, and I'm not going to waste enough of your time. Let's get right into it. Edgar, hit that intro. Let's go. Welcome to You're listening to the Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always gonna keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. I'm ready to rock and roll, y'all. What's poppin'? So let's jump right into it. Right, we got Elimination Chamber, bro. And I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about anything that is happening on that show. The WWE has done a terrible job in making us, the fans, emotionally invested into what we're going to be watching on Sunday night. You see, WWE has the WWE Championship Elimination Chamber match. They have the number one contendership for the Universal Championship match made official, and then they have the Universal Championship match that is going to be happening immediately after the match. That's three matches. Three. And the pay-per-view is this Sunday. What a joke, right? What a joke. And I'm not even blaming the writers. I'm blaming Vince. I'm blaming Bruce Pritchard. These guys are not... They don't have a plan in place. You see, if I was in charge, everything would have been planned out ahead of time. Listen, I mean that. I mean that. Everything would be planned out ahead of schedule. You feel me? WWE doing this constantly, consistently is really depressing to read in the news. It really is. You know what I mean? I go to my favorite YouTube channels. I hear the news. If I'm not on my phone and I hear what's going on and it's just like, damn, these guys have no plan. These guys don't think long term. They don't even think short term. At the end of the day, to me, Elimination Chamber feels just like Fastlane that is coming up in March. I have to subscribe to Peacock to be able to watch that, which I will. And you guys should be doing that as well. But Elimination Chamber, I just don't care. I really don't. And I shouldn't feel that way as a fan, you know? We shouldn't feel that way as a wrestling community. You know, we shouldn't have this mentality where it's like, oh, okay, Elimination Chamber. Oh, who cares? Oh, I might skip it. I might do something else. That shouldn't be our mentality. But in this modern WWE era, it is. Because the WWE has done a poor job of having us, the fans, be emotionally invested into what we're going to be watching on that specific Sunday for that specific pay-per-view. And they've done a poor job, and they probably know that they've done that. But they don't give a shit. Okay, so if you don't give a shit, I'm going to let you know right now. Heading into Sunday, I don't give a fuck what's happening on that show. I really don't. But I'm here. I'm going to run it down the best that I possibly can. So, 
We're going to kick it off with the WWE Championship Elimination Chamber match. The champion, Drew McIntyre, versus Randy Orton, versus AJ Styles, versus Jeff Hardy, versus Sheamus, versus Kofi Kingston. So, this match is predictable. AJ Styles winning? No. Jeff Hardy? Please. Randy Orton? Possibly, but I'm going to say no. Sheamus? No. I don't see Sheamus winning. I actually see Sheamus getting the fast lane opportunity at that pay-per-view against Drew McIntyre. Kofi Kingston, please. We've been down that Kofi Kingston mania road, and the people on Twitter need to really stop with this. Kofi mania part two. It's not happening. Cut the shit, okay? So stop. Drew McIntyre. Listen, his second title reign so far has actually been a little bit worse than the first reign. That's not his fault. I'm blaming WWE management. They have not given this man proper opponents for him to run through, even though he technically has run through everybody. You know, AJ Styles could have been saved for WrestleMania. You know what I mean? But they didn't want to run the, you know, blood down, down our throats with Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. Month after month after month after month after month, you know? And so that took a toll on us, and we were like, okay, can we have somebody else face Drew McIntyre? And AJ Styles came up, and it feels like he was absolutely just a one-off feud. I don't like that. AJ Styles does not deserve that. He's AJ fucking Styles. He's the phenomenal one. He does not deserve that. But that's exactly what he got. Now, Randy Orton... Randy Orton, this is just me, in my opinion. I haven't heard anything in the news about The Fiend or Alexa Bliss or nothing, right? I do believe we're going to get The Fiend and Randy Orton at WrestleMania, for sure. You know what I mean? So we're going to get that. But something tells me, and please let me know if you feel the same way, you guys. DM me on social media if you feel the same way. I have a gut feeling that The Fiend is going to replace Randy Orton inside the Elimination Chamber. I want you guys to consider that to be a possibility. Now, Drew McIntyre is going to most likely win. But in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking, okay, when is The Fiend? The Fiend's got to come back and make a splash, bro. He's got to come back and make a splash. Business-wise, The Fiend makes sense to return with the new look, you know, a new gimmick, a new everything, on Peacock for Fastlane, right? But at the same time, I'm thinking to myself, yo, The Fiend could replace Randy Orton, attack Orton, you know what I mean, during his entrance, attack him, he's injured. Someone needs to be replacing Orton. Here comes The Fiend. And I'm telling you, if that happens... I'm letting you know right now, if that happens, The Fiend is winning the WWE Championship, and I don't want to hear no one bitching. I don't want to hear no one bitching and complaining, but I will hear that on social media. Everybody will be complaining. And you got to think about it. WWE right now, currently, at this moment in time, they don't have an opponent for Drew McIntyre, and people stop with the fucking Edge stuff. Stop it. Edge is not facing Drew McIntyre. I don't see that happening. We're going to get Edge and we're going to get Roman Reigns. Please deal with it. If I'm wrong, I will come right here on the podcast 
and say that I'm wrong. I am not afraid to admit when I'm wrong, but I don't see it happening. You know, the Fiend, the Fiend, he might be in a WWE Championship match at WrestleMania. You know what, man? Fuck it, dude. It might be Orton, Fiend, and McIntyre in a triple threat, or maybe they might add Sheamus to that and make it a fatal four-way. You know, there's a lot of possibilities, and I'm, I'm hearing Brock Lesnar, people are saying Brock's going to come back and face McIntyre. No, bullshit. We've seen that already. No one wants to see that again. I know Brock wouldn't want to do that again as well. Give Drew McIntyre a different opponent. Orton, Sheamus, and The Fiend in a fatal four-way. If that happens, well, first of all, you heard it here right on the TakeOver podcast. You feel me? We always add a dose of creativity with it. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying, you can do a fatal four-way, and then you can take the championship off of Drew McIntyre at Mania without Drew McIntyre being pinned. Nobody in the wrestling community, nobody in the IWC has thought about that. So that's an idea that was talked about right here on the podcast. Now, you can go down that route, and I wouldn't mind it. Orton, Sheamus, McIntyre, Fiend, WrestleMania, Fatal 4-Way, WWE Championship. You're not going to hear a peep out of me. But the question is, if McIntyre does win, who is he going to pin? Is he going to pin The Fiend? No. I don't even know if The Fiend's going to appear and take the spot of Orton. And if he does, Fiend's got to win, right? You can't have The Fiend come in and lose. So right off off bat, WWE's in trouble. But if McIntyre and Orton are the last two coming in, I could still see The Fiend appear and distract Orton and Drew McIntyre takes advantage and pins Randy Orton. That's another idea that I can see happening. So I'm, I'm going back and forth mentally. You know, this is what I do, man. I, I come up with ideas all the time, you guys. I'm always thinking of new ideas and what's going on and what I'm seeing on TV and coming up with idea here, coming up with one there. My creative juices are always flowing, y'all, always. So, but at the end of the day, AJ Styles is a non-motherfucking factor. Jeff Hardy is a non-motherfucking factor. Sheamus, Kofi, it's on Orton or McIntyre, period. Or, like I said, The Fiend. I think at the end of the day, I'm going to stick with Drew McIntyre. And I think McIntyre is going to win. And I think we're going to get McIntyre versus somebody at WrestleMania. Who's that? I don't know. I really don't know. And I think Randy Orton might just stick with The Fiend. But like I said, do not be... Actually, it kind of would be a surprise, you know? It really would, right? It really would if what I talked about happens. So we'll see what happens with the WWE Championship match. Like I said, my prediction is Drew McIntyre ultimately retaining the WWE Championship. I want to talk about the next Elimination Chamber match, which is a number one contendership with the winner immediately challenging Roman Reigns, I believe, immediately after the Chamber's over, which I can see happening. Uh, we got King Corbin, Kevin Owens, Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn, and Jay Uso. Listen, bruh, listen. This is so interesting. Both chamber matches are so interesting. You know, I know a lot of people are going into it like, oh, man, same shit. Boring, nothing. Guys got to be creative with it. You guys got to have an imagination. This is why I'm here. 
I always do this on the podcast, man. I always pitch ideas to you guys and to WWE, of course. Hopefully they take them and do something with it. Highly unlikely. But uh, I always pitch ideas, man. I always think of ideas. So King Corbin, is he going to win? No. We got, listen, we got Sami Zayn, right? Sami Zayn. Is Sami Zayn going to win? No. So we got Daniel Bryan, Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, and Cesaro. I have a feeling that Kevin Owens might win this match. KO might win. And then we're going to get KO and Roman Reigns again. Now, I'm at this point where I don't want to see it again. We've seen it already. They've had classics at TLC, you know, at uh, on an episode of SmackDown inside of a steel cage, and then at the Royal Rumble. Had three phenomenal matches. I don't want to see a fourth one. Kevin Owens is 0-3. Don't bring up the referee incident, which he most likely will. I don't want to see that shit. I don't want to see it again. That's just my opinion. I don't care how many times they've had classics. I don't want to see it. It's just my opinion. Cesaro. I could definitely see Cesaro winning this match, challenging the tribal chief. And we could see a barn burner. We could see a barn burner. Or how about Daniel Bryan? D. Bry, Roman Reigns, Elimination Chamber? No, sir. No, sir. Nope. That is a WrestleMania caliber match. Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, WrestleMania 37. Not the Elimination Chamber. So if they go Daniel Bryan, I'm going to be a little upset. Because they're giving away a WrestleMania caliber bout for the Elimination Chamber, y'all. I'm not with it. Jay Uso. Nobody's talking about Jay Uso. Nobody's mentioning Jay Uso. I could see Roman Reigns getting involved. Coming down to the ring looking at Uso like, don't you do it. Don't you win this match. You're going to betray the family. You're going to betray me. You follow orders. I could definitely see something with a situation where Roman Reigns, you know, it's Daniel Bryan, Jay Uso. Or Cesaro, J. Uso. Roman Reigns would rather have Daniel Bryan win or Cesaro win, but not J. Uso. Roman Reigns tells J. Lay down. Take that L. It's a possibility, you guys. It really is. And this is tough. It really is tough because you can go either way Cesaro, KO again, Daniel Bryan, or J. Uso again. I think at the end of the day, ah, it's tough. It, it really is tough, y'all. But at the end of the day, if you straight up ask me, who am I going to go with? And I had to go with a winner. I'm going to go with Cesaro. I'm going to go with Cesaro. I think Cesaro is going to win. And I think we're going to get Cesaro and Roman Reigns immediately after. But I want to mention this one person. I just mentioned Cesaro. I'm not talking about Cesaro, but did you guys see Seth Rollins attack Cesaro? Do not. And this is why I kind of have to give WWE credit here. Elimination Chamber, no one cares. The hype is not real. 
nobody is interested in Chamber. But usually going into a, t- a pay-per-view like this, we see a lot of shocking moments. And I am not going to put it past this company to have Seth Rollins attack Cesaro. Immediately when Cesaro comes out, Seth Rollins is added as a replacement for Cesaro. Remember that you... Listen, man. It's a possibility. That's all I'm going to say. Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins... WrestleMania could happen. It really could happen. Or maybe Seth Rollins helps Roman Reigns. Because Seth Rollins is a heel, and I love it. The Messiah, I love it. The Messiah is untapped potential. That gimmick has a lot of potential. And you can you can really do a lot of things with that gimmick. You could break barriers. And what I mean by that is you can be so controversial with the Messiah gimmick. It really isn't even funny. So I was really happy. You know, I did mark out for a second when Seth Rollins came out with burn it down. Not going to lie. I marked out. But when I seen him with the coat and the, the one glove, come on. And all black, give me a break. Messiah, he's in the building. Let's go. You already know what it is, man. So definitely consider Seth Rollins as attacking Cesaro, maybe. Maybe Seth Rollins adds himself to this match and wants to go after Roman Reigns. Seth Rollins can maybe play a tweener. He's still a heel a little bit, but we see that baby face uh, Friday Night Rollins instead of Monday Night Rollins. It's Friday Night Rollins mixed in there with Messiah. Possibility, man. At the end of the day, I'm going to go with Cesaro. I think Cesaro's going to win. And I think we're going to get Roman Cesaro in a bloodbath. And I just remember this match being similar to the WWE Championship match at New Year's Revolution 2006 when John Cena retained his championship. Edge came out. He had money in the bank. He came in, cashed in, beat John Cena. Was kind of upset. I was kind of upset a little bit when Edge did that, uh, but happy as well. Um, So that was another shocking moment that happened at that pay-per-view. Now, Roman isn't the Money in the Bank holder, but Roman can just immediately feast on whoever wins this match. We'll see what happens. I think it's going to be Cesaro, and I think Cesaro is going to try and push the limit with Roman, and Roman Reigns and Cesaro are going to tell a great Great story. But don't put it past Kevin Owens to win. Do not put it past KO to win, man. But then again, if he does, he's just going to lose. So why put him in that situation? So Zorro, I think, makes sense. Jay Uso makes sense as well. But uh, I feel like if it's Jay, he might do a uh, just pin me approach. Or he might just, you know, turn babyface. We'll see. I don't think that's a good idea. But I'm going to go with Cesaro. Now, we have the Universal Championship, Roman Reigns versus a opponent to be determined. I'm going with Cesaro, so I'm going to act like Cesaro and Roman Reigns are actually going to face off. Roman Reigns and Cesaro can tell a great story. Storytelling is so key to me, guys. It really is. You guys have been listening to my podcast since day one. You would know that I love storytelling. Cesaro, 
I want to see blood in the elimination chamber, right? I want to see blood. So Cesaro needs to be bleeding and just battling and being the John Cena at New Year's Revolution where John Cena took all the finishers, still battled back and won. Cesaro needs to do that because he's the quote-unquote Terminator. He's the quote-unquote Superman. So he needs to take that approach. He needs to bleed, but ultimately battling and winning the match. Roman Reigns comes out smirking and not laughing, but just smirking, but then getting angry, and he's ready to rock and roll. The bell rings. We see Roman Reigns immediately spear the living hell out of Cesaro. Cesaro kicks out. Roman Reigns goes in, ground and pounding Cesaro. But this actually turns into an actual match. You know, this isn't a, you know, when Edge did it to Cena, where Cena battled out. He kicked out of two spears. The third one, over. Nah, this is actually a match. It's not a long one, but it's a match nonetheless. I would have Roman Reigns spear Cesaro, right? Cesaro kicks out. And then I would have Roman Reigns go ground and pound Cesaro, go to the corner again, spear, and again a kick out. Roman Reigns is becoming frustrated. Cesaro pops up and does like a little Hulk Hogan stuff. And um, we see them two actually battling. And Cesaro getting some momentum under his belt. And he attempts a neutralizer. He fails. Roman Reigns pushes him. Another spear. Roman Reigns retains the Universal Championship. Possibility. I just booked you an actual match. WWE do it. You can do that with anybody in this match, in the chamber match. It doesn't have to just be with Cesaro. You can do it with anybody. At the end of the day, Roman Reigns is going to win. He's going to walk out of chamber. Universal champion. Now, the Raw Women's Championship. It was supposed to be Oscar versus Lacey Evans, but obviously that's not happening due to Lacey Evans being legitimately pregnant. You people on social media need to cut it out with the bullshit on social media and going on there saying, oh, it's a storyline, all this other shit, woo, woo, woo. You guys are made to look like idiots at the end of the day because it was actually a real thing. You guys need to calm down and stop immediately going to social media and tweeting stuff out. Specifically like that. Because you guys are made to look like idiots. That's why I always say wait until we get confirmation on anything. Don't just rush to be first to tweet. It's the lesson on the podcast today. But what happens with Asuka? Listen, guys, I feel like Asuka... Oh, man, Asuka, I love Asuka, but her run as Raw Women's Champion has been fucking terrible. It's not her fault. That's WWE's fault. They don't care about Asuka. They don't care about that championship and it shows. What are they waiting for? They're waiting for somebody or some people. Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch. What's going on? I don't know what happens. It is what it is. We'll see. Maybe Charlotte challenges Asuka at Chamber. That could be a possibility. You know, Charlotte Flair beats Asuka, and then we see a returning Becky come out or Ronda Rousey come out immediately after the match. You heard it here right on the podcast. Or Rhea Ripley. I would have Rhea Ripley. I actually would book Asuka versus Charlotte Flair at Chamber. Charlotte Flair wins. She's the Raw Women's Champion. Calm down to the Charlotte Flair hate. Relax. Okay, calm down. I'm not a big fan of Charlotte, but hear me out. As you guys know, on the podcast, I've been 
pitching ideas for the Raw Women's Championship match and what I would do personally at that event at WrestleMania. And you guys know that I've been seeing consistently Charlotte Flair wins the Raw Women's Championship from Asuka. Rhea Ripley comes in and she goes on a momentum and we get Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania for the Raw Women's Championship. Pretty much a rematch from last year's WrestleMania this time. It's the Raw Women's Championship on the line, not the NXT Women's Championship on the line. Rhea Ripley has a redemption. She beats Charlotte Flair and becomes a new Raw Women's Champion. Book it. Triple H, Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchard, anybody in upper management that is listening, book the match. Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, two. WrestleMania 37. Let's go. Do it. That would be great. A redemption storyline for Rhea Ripley. It all comes full circle. Storytelling full circle. I'm smart, and I know I am. I'm easily one of the most creative people in the IWC. If you don't think so, that's fine. But I do, and I know I'm creative. I'm more creative than you. U.S. Championship on the line. Bobby Lashley, Keith Lee, and Matt Riddle. Now, Bobby Lashley has been an absolute killer as of late, and I love it. Let's keep it a stat, guys. Bobby Lashley does not need that United States Championship. He is being built up for something else, and you can tell, for a big match at WrestleMania. What is that? Barack. Lesnar. I believe we're going to get Lesnar and Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. That's my prediction. Because why are you building up Bobby Lashley like this to not have him face Brock Lesnar? Or he goes and challenges Drew McIntyre. So Bobby face, uh, Bobby face, excuse me. Bobby Lashley is another face. Oh my God, I can't believe I botched that. I'm not taking that out. But Bobby Lashley is a face that can easily challenge Drew McIntyre. So he's another name that can uh, face Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania, and I wouldn't mind it. They had a killer match at Backlash. Bobby Lashley, Universal Champion. Possibility, man. He's been booked so strong. Why have him drop the U.S. title to face Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania and to just have him lose? Doesn't make any sense at all. So look out for Bobby Lashley. I believe Bobby Lashley will lose this match, whoever he faces. And... um, I believe Matt Riddle is going to win. I believe Matt Riddle is going to win, and I think we're going to see something with Keith Lee and Matt Riddle for the U.S. Championship at WrestleMania. We'll see what happens. It should be a good match. I can't wait to see what all three guys can do. Now, I'm going to be talking about some matches that I definitely see happening on the show. I think we're going to get an intercontinental championship rematch between Biggie and Apollo Crews, maybe at Sami Zayn, make it a three-way as well. You know, we've seen a three-way on SmackDown for the IC Championship. Maybe we might see another three-way at Elimination Chamber for the IC title. Either way, Big E, I see defending his Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania. I'm going to go with Big E either way. I think Big E's going to retain whoever he faces, and we're just going to move on for that. It should be a great match. Big E needs to hold that championship, you know, and he needs to care for that championship. And he's a face. So... He needs to, you know, be invested into holding on to that championship. You know, when you win the Intercontinental Championship and you hold it on for a bit 
and then you eventually lose it. You go up to the main event scene, and I hope that's the plan for Big E. We're going to have to wait and see. But right now, I am liking him as Intercontinental Champion, and they've been doing a great job at booking that championship so far on Friday nights. Another match that I could supposedly see happening is Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler versus the Street Profits. Listen, the Raw Tag Team Division, the SmackDown Tag Team Division is trash. I don't care about this match. I don't care about the champions. I can't believe I said that, but the Street Profits, I love them, but I don't care. There's no invested into the tag team division, so why should I care whoever the champion is? Just my opinion. Another prediction that I see happening being added to the match, you know, added to the pay-per-view, SmackDown Women's Championship, Sasha Banks versus Carmella 3. Whatever. It is what it is. They should have another great match. Sasha Banks retains. We move on. So that's the predictions and opinions on Elimination Chamber. I'm going to be taking a little break. And then it's time to run down Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly and giving you guys my thoughts on why that should be the NXT Championship heading into the remainder of 2021. I'll be back. So, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, what's going on? What is going on with former brothers, man? Now, in terms of Kyle O'Reilly, I want to give you guys my thoughts, my immediate thoughts, on the supposed seizure that Kyle O'Reilly had, quote-unquote. You guys, it was all a ruse. It's all a part of the storyline. I got fooled. You got fooled. We all got fooled, okay? So, great job on NXT for that because they fooled every single one of us. Really, really good stuff. Um, I know I had my history of seizures. um, So, that's kind of not funny. It's really not, especially with someone dealing with a lot of seizures like Kyle O'Reilly has had over the years. So, that wasn't funny, but I do want to give NXT credit. It was controversial for show. And... um, Kyle O'Reilly's fine. Kyle O'Reilly is okay. And it's all a storyline. Now, Adam Cole. Adam Cole. He wants that NXT championship. You know that. I know that. He grabbed it. He held it. And NXT went off the air on Wednesday night. What have I been saying on the podcast? Like I said, I'm a nobody. So no one's really going to be trying to listen to me and be like, oh, yeah, Jordan, you did say that. I'm a nobody in the uh, podcasting realm of pro wrestling talk. So it is what it is, but I'm still going to continue to preach the gospel on this podcast. Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole should be for the NXT championship. Now, there's some people out there that say that this should not be for the NXT championship. I I don't want to say I agree with you, but I understand where you're coming from. I don't agree with you, but I do understand where you're coming from when you guys say that. 
And I know you guys have said that because I've seen it on social media. By the way, follow me on Twitter at JT Takeover. I would really appreciate it. Now, those people that have said that it doesn't need the NXT championship, I get it. They have major, major beef, right? They have a real, real history with one another, even dating back outside of the WWE and ROH and other wrestling promotions. So they have history. I'm not worried about what happened outside of the WWE. I'm worried about what's happening in the WWE and NXT on the black and gold brand. Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole have a rich history. You can tell it to perfection. But why not add the NXT championship to that? Like I've been saying on the show, you guys, Adam Cole wants the NXT championship once again. You can tell when Adam Cole was just staring a hole at Finn Balor and he was looking at that title. This man wants the championship back. He wants to be on top of the throne again. He wants that championship. Kyle O'Reilly, new blood. He wants to get an opportunity. He feels like he deserves it. He feels like he is, you know, the new top rising star on the NXT brand. Adam Cole obviously thinks otherwise. That's why he attacked Kyle O'Reilly. He thinks Kyle O'Reilly is a joke. The storytelling is going to be brilliant. It's going to be musty, and I cannot wait to see what's going to happen. But adding the element of the NXT Championship just makes it even way better. It makes it pop, and it makes it must-see. Trust me. It really does. The story's there, but you add the NXT Championship element to it. Dude, let's go. I hope that's what Triple H and NXT management are considering doing. Please do it. I don't even care if you guys take my idea. Just just do it because it makes sense. And I hope that's what they do. So we'll see what happens with that. I just want to give you guys my opinion on Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole and what might be happening. The feud makes sense. Having the title on the line in the feud, it's even going to make the feud even more musty than what it already is. And there's a lot of fans that are legitimately butthurt. They're pissed that Adam Cole did what he did, but we all know Adam Cole doesn't give a fuck. Adam Cole has always been a brilliant heel, and he plays it to perfection. So we'll see what happens with both Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. Now, I want to talk about one more topic, and that has to do with Bailey. Last topic in WWE before I get to the topics of AEW. Bailey. What does she do at WrestleMania, you guys? Do you guys know? Have you guys come up with any ideas for Bailey at WrestleMania? I have. I've come up with ideas of AJ Lee versus Bailey. They're both best friends, right? They're both best friends. You know, you can implement that story into WrestleMania. That's not happening. That's just wishful thinking on my part, but it just shows that I'm really creative and I'm easily one of the creative people in the IWC. For sure. And um, I came up with the idea pretty quickly. But that's not happening. Okay. Well, Bailey can be added with Bianca Belair if she chooses Sasha Banks, which she would be stupid not to choose Sasha Banks. So we might get Bailey, Sasha Banks, Bianca, Bianca Belair, and Bailey have beef. Sasha, Bailey had beef. And Sasha, Bianca, they don't have beef, but they ain't afraid to get down with it. You feel me? So it makes sense. You can do Bailey, Bianca, Sasha, triple threat. 
Let's do it. But what about this, you guys? What about this? I want to shout out to the people that were on Twitter mentioning this idea. And um, I want to give you guys credit. I really want to give you guys credit. This is what we do here. We don't, you know, say we came up with everything. You know, we didn't come up with this idea. But I want to shout out to the people that came up with this scenario and this idea. And I love it. And I want to talk about it if you guys don't mind. So we've seen on social media, right, a couple of days ago about the possibility of maybe Bailey challenging Io Shirai for the NXT Women's Championship. Yes. Now, Bailey challenged Io Shirai. Why? Because right now Bailey has nothing to do. So, I do want to know, would WWE do that? Well, the NXT Women's Championship was on the line last year. I don't believe, I don't believe at all that NXT is going to have a takeover on WrestleMania weekend. They just had one recently. They're going to have another one? I don't know. We'll see. I think that's too close to what happened at TakeOver recently. TakeOver Vengeance Day. It's too close. So, I don't see that happening. Io Shirai, I want to see her defend the championship on the biggest stage with fans coming back. Io Shirai versus Bayley for the NXT Women's Championship. If Charlotte Flair can do it, and don't give me this bullshit, oh, Charlotte won the Royal Rumble. I don't care about that. I'm speaking in terms of just Charlotte Flair in general. If she could do it, why can't Bailey go to NXT and say, I want to challenge the best of the best. I'm the best of the best. I want to challenge the best of the best. Oh, Io, you think you're better than me? Let's make it happen. Let's go. WrestleMania, NXT Women's Championship up for grabs. Let's do it. Io Shirai versus Bailey for the NXT Women's Championship at WrestleMania 37, like I've been saying for freaking weeks now. WrestleMania 37 has the God-given potential to be the best WrestleMania of all time. It really does. Bailey versus Io Shirai for the NXT Women's Championship. Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley too, but this time it's for the Raw Women's Championship. And then Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship. You guys, that's star power. That's star power. And I know there's fans out there that say, oh, that's too much women's wrestling. Fuck that. Fuck that. The WWE has one of the best women's rosters on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT in pro wrestling history. I don't want to hear anybody ever say, oh, it's too much women's wrestling. Fuck that, dude. Fuck that. Bayley needs something to do. You cannot have Bayley, who's been busting her ass for months, have been carrying the women's division on her back along with Sasha Banks, the blueprint, the legit boss, the standard, the GOAT. You cannot have Bailey that has been doing a phenomenal job not have nothing to do with WrestleMania. I originally pitched Stephanie McMahon versus Bailey. They're not doing that. Then I pitched Bailey versus AJ Lee WrestleMania. They're not doing that. What about Bailey getting added to the SmackDown Women's Championship? It could still happen. It really could still happen. But we don't know. We'll see what happens. But if that doesn't happen, what about Bailey versus Io Shirai for the NXT Women's Championship? Let's Go. Let's do it, man. I would love to see that. 
So shout out to the people on Twitter. You know who you are. If um, you guys listen to the podcast, I'd really appreciate it. And um, that was really smart of you guys for pitching that idea because I wasn't even thinking about that. Now, let's get into AEW. Let's talk about some AEW, man. Now, I want to talk about Tony Khan as he fires back at Conan after criticizing his booking. I am taking this from Ringside News. Go and subscribe to Ringside News. So AEW president Tony Khan had zero experience as a booker for professional wrestling shows prior to AEW. While speaking on the Wrestling Flesh podcast, Tony Khan discussed the ongoing partnership between AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. During the podcast, Khan also addressed the criticism method out against his booking and the lack of experience by Khan. Excuse me. On his Keeping 100 in the Ring podcast. So Tony Khan said that he found it amusing that Conan was insulting his booking. I quote, I think Conan has called my booking into question, which I find it very amusing. He continued, Khan then went on to talk about the feud between the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros in 2019, which also featured a match at AAA's Ray Del Elzba event. It was also the first time AEW worked with another promotion. Khan said that if he himself doesn't know what Khan is doing, then Conan can't know either. If I recall, the biggest money angle you had that entire year I booked, I put the entire Lucha Bros Young Bucks promo out together and sent the whole outline to you, which I still have on my phone. That was your biggest TV show in 2019. So if I don't know what I'm doing, you don't know either. Ooh, true. That's true. So Jim Ross had earlier praised Tony Khan as a rooker booker, stating that he is clearly improving. So Conan criticizing AEW booking. Listen, I don't want to say that Tony Khan is doing a bad job. He's not. Um, but I will say that, you know, AEW doesn't really feel that special in my personal opinion. There's nothing really engaging that I could sink my teeth into. And that's just my personal opinion. If you guys agree with me, let me know. But there's just not a storyline on AEW right now currently that I am emotionally invested in. WWE has a lot of it, but... Um, AEW is missing that one storyline. I mean, they have something potentially in John Moxley and Kenny Omega as they were announced in a pretty much Bob Wire Massacre impact style type bout at Revolution. I will definitely check it out. I might be reviewing that show. I will let you guys know and stay posted. But they got John Moxley and um, Kenny Omega and their feud. You know, their feud can be a, a generational type feud for AEW. But um, outside of that, I just don't see anything. The women's division is trash. I don't care what anyone says. The women's division is so trash. They don't have any storylines going on. We complain about WWE, but look at NXT. At least we got a bright spot with NXT. But uh, AEW is really struggling in the women's division department. It seems like they don't care. And so if they don't care, I'm not going to care as a fan as well. It's just that simple. So... You know, AEW, it is what it is. You know, they're not, you know, the best. And um, like I said, storyline-wise, they're not really doing anything to 
get my investment. That's just my opinion. Now, lastly, before I end today's show, the latest on AEW's interest in Tessa Blanchard. Again, this is coming from Reinside News. So Tessa Blanchard was released from Impact Wrestling as their world champion, but their interest from AEW to bring her onto their roster. During the AEW post show, Tony Schiavone was asked a question about AEW signing Tessa Blanchard. Schiavone seemed to have the scoop on the situation as he informed fans that it's not happening, at least not any time soon. He said, I quote, yes, I do not think that's happening, at least not anytime soon. I would have heard about that. So the article continued and said, we'll have to see if Tessa Blanchard signs with WWE. They gave her a very good look when she competed in the Mae Young Classic, but she ended up choosing Impact Wrestling instead. This is an interesting situation for Blanchard as she remains a top free agent who still has no company to call her home. Listen. Listen, you guys. You guys gotta fucking stop with the fucking AEW Tessa Blanchard stuff. She's not going there. Okay, I'm actually getting a little upset about it. I'm getting kind of angry. Why did Taya Valkyrie choose WWE? Let's, let's keep it a stat. Okay, let's keep it real. Why did Taya Valkyrie choose WWE and not AEW? Number one, her husband's in WWE. Number two, the money. And number three, she has way more opponents that she can battle than AEW. That's just fact, y'all. That's just facts, okay? Tessa Blanchard. Well, her father's in AEW, so there you go. That's one for AEW. Number two, what? The women's division? The women's division's trash. It's fucking garbage. Look at the WWE's women's division. Give me a break, okay? Give me a break. All right? So the only thing and the only reason why I can see Tessa Blanchard going to AEW is because she'll be the shark in the little pond known as the women's division. You know, they're trying, you know what I mean? But they still got ways to go. And they need to hurry up, to be honest with you. I can't keep, you know, or we as a fan base can't keep just waiting patiently to see the women's division blossom. We know it can. It's just taking forever. They just don't have the star power. They just don't. And don't say they do because they don't. What? They got Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa's probably it. She's probably it. You got Britt Baker. That's it, though. That's it. That's just me. That's just my opinion on it. Tessa Blanchard. Excuse me. Tessa Blanchard. She's going to go to WWE. Face it. I'm sorry. She's going to go to WWE. There's more for her to do in WWE. Io Shirai, Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair. Which I said, if there's one women's match that can main event WrestleMania, Charlotte Flair, Tessa Blanchard. The other main event for the women I could definitely see is the four horsewomen main eventing at WrestleMania. I could see that. No one brought that up, but I want to make it a point right here on the podcast. That can also be another main event for the women. But Tessa Blanchard can face Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Becky, Io Shirai, Asuka, Naomi, Amber Moon, Shashi Blackheart, Ruby Riot, Ronda Rousey when she comes back because she will come back. Ronda Rousey, Naomi, give me a break, guys. Give me a break, okay? Tessa is going to go to the WWE, and if she does not go to WWE and she goes to AEW, I am not afraid to come on here and say I was wrong. I don't always have a stick up my ass, okay? 
I'm not a narcissist. I will definitely come up here and say I was wrong. I don't think I will, but if that comes to fruition and she does choose AEW over WWE, I will come up here and say I apologize. I'm sorry. I was wrong. But I see Tessa going to WWE. I predicted it last year. I didn't know the pandemic was going to be taking shape. I'm predicting it this year. I think Tessa will be in the WWE. We'll see what happens with that. I do miss Tessa Blanchard in the ring. I still classify Tessa as easily one of the best women's wrestlers on the planet. And um, I know the racist scandal. And when she comes back, man, it's going to be brutal. It's going to be brutal for our Tessa. I, I hope you're ready for it whenever you come back. I do want to see you. I'm a fan of yours. Um, you know, you saying the N-word and everything. That was wrong for you to say. I hope you learned your lesson. You know, but this will scar you for the rest of your career. You know, there are fans out there that still don't want you. They don't care about you anymore. Their fandom for you has absolutely just drained out. Um, people have asked me if I'm still fans of Tessa Blanchard. And yes, to those people, I still am a fan of Tessa Blanchard. But I have lost a little bit of respect for her. But it's a mistake. It's a mistake. If you're not black, you wouldn't understand. Okay. I still see outside other races saying the N-word and they're not even black. So take that as you will, man. Um, but that's all I got for today's show. Talking about all the wrestling's hottest topics in and around the world of professional wrestling. Let me put my plugs in here before the Creative King signs off. So follow me on Twitter at JT Takeover. I would really get those follows up. I'd really appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. Um, follow the podcast on Instagram, you guys, at The Wrestling Takeover. Again, thank you, everybody, for continuing to follow. I really appreciate it. We're building up a small community, and it means a lot. Shout out to everybody on Wrestling Amino. I didn't shout you guys out last video. I want to shout you guys out every single video. So I want to shout every single body that has been following the podcast, and um, I really appreciate it. And on Twitter podcast on instagram wrestling amino shout out to everybody that has been following the podcast on wrestling amino love every single one of you thank you for following me continuously it means a lot i've been grinding since 2016 we're in 2021 and i'm still grinding i'm still on that platform so i appreciate everybody there and uh yeah go follow and subscribe on itunes spotify anchor and all podcast platforms like i said this year the podcast will be on YouTube. I'm just waiting for the right time to eventually put that up. We're only in February. I got so much time. But when I officially do that, I will definitely let you guys know. This is the Creative King. I'm signing off on today's podcast for Friday. The next time you guys will be seeing me is Sunday night for Elimination Chamber 2021 review slash results recap and coverage. So I appreciate everybody listening. God bless, and I will see you guys Sunday for Elimination Chamber.